Let's take a little peek into the future. You're seated by your radio and... Well, time for the news. Say, Mary, will you turn on the radio, please? Of course. This is a Spud Goodman Show. That's funny. That button always did get that station. Well, that may be what's in store for you after midnight this Saturday. to the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. 60 minutes of audio on the internet. Now to kick things off, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. From the bowels of NWCZ Studio in beautiful Tacoma, Washington, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world. Why? Web. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings. I'm Spud Goodman. Welcome to our program. I am almost confident tonight will be an adequate show, but but I fully acknowledge that it remains to be seen at this point. I mean, we just got started, and it's conceivable that I could, you know, make a few wrong decisions, and the show will totally suck. Mm. Really, I, I cannot lie. It's a real possibility. But I will, for the time being, travel down the positive path until uh. the facts prompt me to reassess. Anyway, with me, as always, is my longtime co-host, Mr. Chicago. I would rather not even think about tonight's show sucking, as that is just too much pressure for me right now, Spud. I'm just not in the right frame of mind to take the blame of things that are horribly wrong. I mean, doing a live show is way too dangerous, Spud. Look, see, see? I'm starting to get those tremors yeah, what, again. Look, look at my hands. Just when did you start to experience panic attacks doing the show? We've done this for many, many years. Um, I have never heard you mention anything about freaking out being on this program. Well, I, it, it's, it's fairly recent. My, my therapist feels I suffer from performance anxiety. She's working with me what? on this horrible condition and feels there's a good chance I could overcome this with the right treatment plan. You, you have performance anxiety as a co-host? Mm-hmm. That is impossible? Mm-hmm. How could you be stressed doing your job? In the history of co-hosts, can you name one person who flipped out from stress and ended their life tragically? Um, it's never happened. What a cushy gig. Outside of maybe being a fact checker for Fox News, there's no employment employment position that I know of that has less stress than yours. I mean, the expectations are less than zero. Spud, you're being a little insensitive here. My therapist said you might direct animosity toward me if I disclose this to you. She listened to the show you know, now that I'm seeing her, and she said oh. you seem to suffer from an empathy deficiency disorder. Huh? That's a load of crap. I am empathetic as hell. Uh, I'm empathetic every day of the week. What proof does she have? Man, she just pulled that diagnosis out of her butt. Uh, see, she warned me about this stage of your rage if I confronted Ray, you about what, this. Rage, too. what are you talking about? I'm, I'm starting to feel very anxious right now. She told me the only thing I can do during the show is have a safe word with you so you'll know when I say well, it. You'll so need to what? take the pressure off of me until I regain my okay, safe, composure. Safe word? Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you serious yes, here? Yes, I have a word ready to go if you will just support me with this. Safe words can get you out of a jam From a Kiwanis Club member to a prisoner on the lamb Safe words are nice, but please don't use swear words like goddamn A simple phrase or term could get you out of anything Except maybe in the late 60s and going to Vietnam 
Seriously? Wow. Okay, fine. What's your safe word? Well, she, she said it should be something that represents happy thoughts or memories. And, and you know how much of a Disney fan I am, especially oh, Mary Poppins. So how about Mary supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? What? This is not a four-hour show. Could you just abbreviate it, please? If I have to use it, I will just say it really fast. <sighs> well, not too fast, because I, I, I might think, you know, once again, you're starting to speak in tongues. Mm. Speak clearly and don't sound like gibberish, or it might mess me up. Oh, I, I, I'm starting to sweat my eyes again, but oh. it's very unsettling, and I can feel the anxiety creeping in. Can I have a moment here to get things under Look, control? I'm about to toss to a song. Can, can you just wait a few more seconds? But I'm not kidding here. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Look, just man up, all right? Okay, now I want to play a song with, uh, it's sub-pop recording artist from way back, The Fluid, with... Is it day I'm seeing here? Oh, I think I'm going to pass out. Uh, 
Attention listeners, attention listeners, pick up the phone and call in on the Spud Line. Now that Joe has your attention, call or text the Spud Line now at 253-242-3054. That's 253-242-3054. Attention listeners, attention listeners, pick up that phone and call the Spud Line. Pick up the phone and call in on the Spud Line. Hey, Spud, Spud, I think we've got a call and it might be, you know. No, is it? Is, yeah, maybe. All right. Uh, um, hello, is this is this Kevin Nealon? Is this Spud? Yes, it is. Thank you oh so much. Oh, my gosh. Thank you wow. so yeah. much. This is Kevin Nealon? Well, and I have both of you. And we're both on the air live. Yeah, you're here, too, by the oh, way, check. Yeah, right. Um, so, yes. Um, hey, you're... 2014 stand-up comedy migration will take you all over the country, and I mean all over, as you're going to be in the air more than the Blue Angels pilots are. Um, and for those listening in other markets outside of the Northwest, I'm sure there's a pretty good chance uh, he'll be landing in an airport near you, too, to do a show, so stay on your toes out there. So, Kevin, you're coming to see, uh, actually, Bellevue, Washington, correct? That's correct. Yeah, I'm working at a club called Parlor Live here, which I've worked at several times before, and I, and I enjoy it. Super. And uh, you're here Friday the 31st and Saturday the 1st. Yeah, Saturday. I'm here tomorrow night, Saturday. Cool. Two shows, 7.30 and 10. Uh, obviously, it's definitely going to sell out, so I would recommend everybody listening to jump on the tickets and get on their yeah. website. Spud, i got to imagine these tickets were sold out years ago. I know, it's I know. Be next to impossible. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, but we don't want to tell people they're all sold out. We don't want to tell them that. No, they're not. They're not sold out. You're, you're, you'll be fine. Okay, all right, super. Hey, Kevin, you've had a rather impressive comedy resume, having checked the boxes in every major category known to man, appeared on The Real Tonight Show with Johnny Carson in 84, did nine freaking years on Saturday Night Live, and I have to say this, it must have been like going through Nam, the first Iraq war, and maybe tossing the Grenada invasion on your body, just dealing with the after-show parties. How was that? <laughs> the after-show parties for SNL? Yes. Oh, yeah, you know, those were always parties that I, I wasn't really, like, keen on going to because, you know, you're exhausted from doing the show. But I always had, like, guests in town. They all wanted to go to it. So, you know, I had to go. And it wasn't even really a party. It was more of, like, everybody meeting at the same restaurant. And everybody gets their own tables. And you pay for your own tab, you know, at the party. And, uh, and I just couldn't wait to get home from that. Well, you know, we had Colin Quinn on a couple months ago, and he said he wouldn't have survived uh, physically the early SNL uh, years, era parties in those years. Um, up until about the time you started in the late 80s, he said he couldn't have handled it. So you obviously must have had some sort of uh, uh, strong constitution or whatever. Well, I think maybe Colin was referring to uh, 75 to 80, the original years. Right, the original years, yeah. Yeah, they're out at the blues bars doing all the blow and stuff, and up until like 5 in the morning or whatever. I couldn't handle that either. Okay. Uh, Maybe at the time I could have, but, you know, (laughs) right now there's no way I'd get it. Yeah, I don't think uh, Chick and I could either right now. I mean, we're pussies. Let's just be honest. Right, we are. But you know what? Spud, when I came on Saturday Night Live, everybody was kind of uh, pretty responsible. You know, a few people had families. Um, Phil Hartman was married. Mm -hmm. Um, Dennis Miller, I think, uh, was about to get married. And um, nobody was like a drug user. Um, And nobody had like, you know, big alcohol problems. Huh. Maybe we should be responsible, Spud. Maybe we should. All right. Um, yeah, right. Right. But, you know, when Chris Farley came on, he was kind of talking. You know, he was starting to head that direction. And uh, and he, he loved Jim uh, John Belushi so much. He just wanted to emulate him, which mm-hmm. he pretty much did right to the year he died, you know. And uh, I told him once, I said, you know, 
you know, you don't have to be doing a lot of drugs and, and right. getting wasted. You know, like John Belushi. He goes, yeah, but he, he did a lot of drugs. He was funny. I said, yeah, but you could probably be a lot funnier if you weren't doing drugs, you know? I think they're really <laughs> miss him and it just yeah he, yeah that's a really tragic story actually a very tragic yeah he was he was a real good talent and a nice guy yes. uh, just kind of things got away from him you know yep um hey you know how some people assume actors are really like who they play on tv well well regarding the role of doug wilson you played on weeds i got to give you a heads up when you touch down at SeaTac airport here you're gonna feel the love immediately uh you can rest assured you won't be in like hostile territory say like south carolina or Mississippi, you're going to love Texas. touching down here. Well, I can tell you that was not a role. That was not a character I played in that TV show. That was actually me. Oh, so yeah. it's very easy. See, I told you. You know what I, I mean? Told I told you. Right. <laughs> All right. Huh. No. no, it was actually fun playing that uh, the role of Doug Wilson on Weeds because um, it was such a, a 180 degrees for me. You know, I'm not a pot smoker. No, I know. You know, I'm kind of responsible, and um, and but it was it was fun to live vicariously through that character, where you could just be a big screw up and you know not not think about anybody else. You know, just where I come first. Right. Super. Hey, uh, speak. Let's, okay, let's 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 kind of take a turn on that question because you're involved in a cause that myself and others on my show also care a lot about, and that's PETA. Um, at least, just be, if not PETA itself, at least being nice to animals because they don't have much input in their day to day activities. How long has this issue been important to you? Um, well, I, I started getting involved in all that stuff um, probably like around, you know, 1987, 88. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my um, former wife was an animal activist, and mm-hmm. I kind of learned about factories farming and um, slaughterhouses and things like that. So my personal choice was to become a vegetarian. But, you know, I don't I do some things for PETA nowadays, but it's mostly, um, you know, I help out the um, local animal shelters and mm-hmm. try and uh, encourage people to stay new to their pets. Yeah, that's a fine idea. Uh, yeah, I, I have, I've had a f- most, actually all of my uh, dogs have been from, you know, animal rescue stuff. Cause I, I spayed my rabbit. Yeah, so I guess, anyway, we're, we're with you on that issue. Um, hey, you, we've lost some great stand-up comedians from Carlin to Hedberg to Kinnison, but I got to ask you, who out there working today would you go out of your way to go catch? Ooh, that's a good question. Um... You mean newer comics or older Just comics? people working today, anybody. I love Brian Regan. I'd like to see him again sometime soon. Okay. You know, I think he's really funny. Um, I was I was a fan of Mitch Hedberg, too. I liked him. Right. Um, uh, Hannibal Buress seems to have a lot of, you know, upcoming heat on him, in a sense. You know what I mean? He's, uh, um, I like uh, Sarah Silverman. Yes. Um. Mm, let's see who else uh, Whitney Cummings I like um, boy there's so many comics out there now it's just hard to uh, kind of sure. pinpoint one or two of them sure um, hey this is something I read on your on your site I think you I think you tweeted this or whatever that, that having a Costco card in your wallet makes you feel good what was the most of something or anything that you've bought there like maybe enough cough drops or ketchup to last the next two generations of Neelands <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I haven't been there in such a long time, but I have a Costco card, and I just feel um, a certain amount of warmth mm-hmm. having that card in my wallet because I know that, you know, you get good deals there, and they got everything, and it's almost like if there's an earthquake, you go there and you just hang out there, you know, and get all the stuff you need, you know? Sure. It's like a rosary. Yeah. 
it actually is. Yeah, in a sense, yeah. It's, um, you know, it's, um, I'd probably feel similar if I had a Target card. Well, uh, although they got yes. hacked recently, so. Yeah, they did. Um, hey, uh, I understand you have a pilot you've been working on, the Pleasers. How many lunch meetings do you have to take to get something on the air these days? 30, 40, 50? What are we talking about? You know, it's hard enough to write something that's good, and then that's like half a marathon. Mm-hmm. Then the other half is getting it sold and getting it distributed, you know, and um, and having it stay on the air. So it's a real, uh, it's a real tough journey there. I mean, anybody's got a show on, like you know, that's been on for a while. I give them kudos because that's a that's a tough road to hoe right there. How's the project going? Is is there a chance we'll see it sometime? Oh yeah, I'm not gonna let this thing go. This is a this is a show that I wrote like when I was on the road for like the last three years. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would be my way of saying, okay, you're not gonna be on the road the rest of your life. Sure. You know, <laughs> sure. And so I'd be on airplanes writing it, and in hotel rooms, and um, and I, it kind of helped me get through a lot of these road trips when I was working a lot on the road. So um, so I'm not gonna let it go. I'm gonna uh, you know try to get it done. Is this going to be? Is it network based or is it going? Is it cable based? Well, right right now it's written for a network, but okay. I'm kind of in the process of changing it. Yeah, a lot of cool, cool. cable cable channels are doing cool well, stuff. Well, um, yeah, well we're, we'll send good vibes your way because uh, there's no doubt it's going to be funny. So uh, we're hoping we're hoping maybe that that project will see the light of day. We hope so. Um, so, Kevin, well, what has been your most memorable moment to this point in showbiz? That is my contractually obligated question. I must ask this. Well, that's an easy, easy question. That's um, the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Oh, yeah. Because I was, you know, as a stand-up, that was like validated you, and that kind of made you, uh, you know, it's like passing your bar exam as a lawyer. And that was such a thrill for me. Nothing has ever really kind of come close to that again. Not even SNL. Do you, did you get, you obviously have that on tape. Do you like look at it regularly? That's what I would do. I'd like crank it up first thing in the morning <laughs> when I got out of bed. You get a green screen. No green screen you can do it again yeah that's true now i gotta ask you now i have a bet with like ivy quinn who's one of our cohorts that i bet that you still have and you took the tarzan loincloth from saturday night live you have that don't you no i don't oh told you don't have that told you geez all right i think i have have a hondo france weight belt though Ooh, that'd be very cool yeah you do you work at all with dana at all ever yeah, we um, we are actually kind of doing a couple of dates. Me, Dana, and Dennis Miller. Oh, cool. Um, we did we did about six of them last year, or eight of them, and then we're going to do a couple this year, different places. Oh, very cool. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I know since you're in Los Angeles, correct uh, tonight, so I'm sure you're going to hit the town. I don't know where if you're pl- if you're playing a club or whatever. So I'm not, not going to hold you any longer. I got to say this again, Mr. Kevin Nealon will be appearing at the Parlor Comedy Club in Bellevue tomorrow and Saturday. Two shows, seven thirty and ten thirty. Check the websites uh check the website for tickets so kevin thank you for taking the time to call us and uh we're looking forward to your show okay thanks bud thanks jake see ya talk to you later take care ready i said go man go i gotta tell you about the goodman show because i'm ready 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 i'm ready 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 i'm ready Rock and roll. All right. I am now speaking with Julia Massey and the Five Finger Discount, a very interesting band I caught live a while back. Okay, you guys have an interesting sound. How, how would you guys describe it? 
We've kind of been calling it cosmic folk rock for a while, but okay. it's turning a little bit poppier. So, but we stick with cosmic folk rock. All right, I'll go with that. You guys cool? You guys, you guys? Absolutely. I just I like, like to say cosmic. All right, super. Yeah. Um, hey, what's the birth history of the band? Oh, um, I guess you, you mean how we came together, not when we all were Birthday. born. Birthday. Oh, um, I guess it would probably be September. It's separate for Dom and I. Maybe September 2008, September 12th. Is it separate? Well, I mean, because Joff I'm came in the band. In in, Joff came in the band around January or February right. of 2009, so okay. it's scattered. All right, yeah. super. Um, you know, it's pretty much been a male uh, music cave here doing our show <laughs> since we started up about four or five months ago, and you know, it was kind of bugging me as my niece has been on me. She lives in Portland and she listens to the show. She was asking me if I was afraid of women who played instruments. <laughs> I took an Alfred plea and copped to it without admitting guilt, but I want to thank you guys because this is the start of maybe correcting the situation. Oh, I think that's a great idea, and if your niece is a musician herself, then it'll pave the way for her. Worse, she wants to be a radio talk show host and follow in my footsteps. <laughs> that's a dead it's end. Very scary. Okay, um, to to the guys in the band, I got to say to you two guys, um, it must be way more fun on road trips now with a female along. At least it won't smell as bad in the van. What do you guys think? Is that a nice touch? <laughs> I would say it still smells bad. I feel bad for her. Yeah, okay. is really what it comes down to. I hold my own too in the uh, car. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> All she right, does, she does what she can. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of scents, what is the band's preferred type of car fresher? I mis- myself am a traditionalist. I go for basic pine and chick ears of vanilla scent guy. Yeah. Ooh. Wow, Ooh. that's hard. Sometimes vetiver oil. Sometimes we just roll down the window. Okay. Yeah, just right. outside. Oh, good. All natural. All right. Okay. Well, what's the name of the first song you're going to do, and uh, what's it about? If you could divulge the classified information to uh, the general public here. Oh yes, this song is called "Something About the Waves," and it's about the the group of slaves that walked into the water and drowned themselves rather than become enslaved. Okay. All right. Well, here is Julia Massey in the Five Finger Discount. Thank you. 
This is the Spud Goodman Show. That should be fun. I think I'll try that. Come on! Come on! for the Richard Peterson's three-minute talk show. Join this Seattle entertainment legend as he goes where few in radio have gone before. Here he is, Richard Peterson. I am Richard Peterson. Welcome to my three-minute talk show. I am the Super Bowl correspondent for the Spud Goodman Show. I will be covering all things about the Seahawks for the show. Tonight we have a really good program for you tonight to get you ready for the Super Bowl. So let's get started. Number one, Bud Goodman, will you rather go to the Super Bowl in New York City or go into a way back machine and hang out with Charles Darwin while he was developing his theory of evolution. Wow, Richard. Um, that's a really tough call to make, but to spend time with one of the greatest minds in the history of civilization, a man who challenged those who chose fairy tales over science, wow. If, if, I, if I had to make the call, though, I'd probably go to the game, because even with all you know of his well-proven research, recent polls show more Republicans don't believe in evolution than do. Only 43% cop to it, and each year the numbers go down, man. So you can't fight stupid, so I guess I'd opt to go to the game. Would I, would I get a sweet or would I have to sit on a cold bleacher seat? Because that would be a factor, because my butt is sensitive. G- give me a sweet and I'll be on the next flight to the Big Apple. Okay, Jake Hunter, the Denver Broncos are not really horses and are actual human beings. True or false? That is a trick question because they are hybrids. Because the equine research... <laughs> the equine research center is in Denver and they have all the hormones going in, but since they're at the altitude, mile high, it doesn't come through and the NFL doesn't test it. Wow, I'm impressed. Nice. Well, I read that. Number three, guy at the soundboard. Yeah, Richard. What do you think will be the top snack at all the Super Bowl parties. Oh, the top snack. Oh, man, there's so many out there. Uh, my gut's telling me the top snack's going to be the three-layer bean dip. Uh, with the only two states in the U.S. with the enlightened marijuana laws playing in this year's Super Bowl, a lot of those homes in both the states will probably feature an extra special fourth layer, I bet. Uh, that'll make fans very happy regardless of the score. Uh, that's my call. I'm sticking to it. Guy in the band... What do you think Denver wide receiver Wes Welker's favorite movie of all time is? I can take that one, guys. Uh, that's got to be Clint Eastwood's Fistful of Dollars. Uh, in Wes's case, that'd be about a million of them. I think my favorite movie is Teenager from Outer Space. Cool. From 1959. Good call, Richard. That's good. And Spud Goodman, right after the Seattle Seahawks win the Super Bowl, will you get arrested for... 
Wow. Well, Richard, I, I'm going to admit this on the air. I do have an attorney friend on retainer until 48 hours after the Super Bowl, just in case I get caught up you in the, the irrational celebrations, you know, that are going to be breaking out throughout the Northwest. I'd like to think, you know, I would not be a knucklehead if Seattle does win, but human emotions can sometimes prompt a guy to do really, really dumb things. It's possible. Right now, the plan is just to break out a couple party poppers, you know, sell and celebrate, but... It could escalate, and I, I, I could pull a Saddam Hussein and fire off my 12-gauge shotgun into the air a few times. But since I only got, like, a couple shells, I'll probably just go with the party poppers, scream my head off, and maybe, I don't know, just maybe light, like, three M80s tied together so they can leave, like, a huge pothole in the road. It's pretty cool to see in here. Well, football fans, I hope you have enjoyed the special Super Bowl edition of the Richard Peterson three-minute talk show until... We meet again. I am Richard Peterson, the Piano Man, and Montana Hitchhiker. Goodbye and good hawks. Fade out. Shy. No, you just don't want to talk, really, 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 really. I'm just about that action, boss. I'm just about that action. I'm just about that action, boss. You ready to go get it? You, you just, I'm just about that action, boss. I'm just about that action. I'm just about that action, boss. Beast mode. I'm just about that action, boss. I'm just about that action. Just about that action, boss. You ready to go get it? You, you, you just, I'm just about that action, boss. I'm just about that action. I'm just about that action, boss. Beast mode, beast mode. Lay back, kick back, mind my business. Lay back, kick back, mind my business. Lay back, kick back, mind my business. The Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter will return in just a moment. We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hey, I told you it would be uh, fine. Just take a few deep breaths, and you're going to be good to go. You don't need a freaking safe word. That's ridiculous. But I'm experiencing severe anxiety right now. Being a co-host may seem like a piece of cake yeah. to the uninformed listeners, but it is a very high-stress job. The expectations are enormous at times. I mean, I mean, I have to carry most of the interviews with celebrities, and it really drains me. I go home after shows and just stay in bed for like... 15 hours some days. Performance anxiety can be debilitating. Well, whatever, whatever. I, I need to get back to business here. If you can't suck it up, then just just keep quiet while I finish the show. I'll, I'll do my best, but just be ready if I have to go to my safe word, okay? Well, why don't you just grab a pen? Go over there in the corner over there, you know, and, and, and work on spelling your safe word. That ought to kill like two, three hours. I know how to spell supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I've been practicing it in case I lose my voice or something, and I have it written down here on a card. See? See? Wow. I can pull it out during the show how if I, I can't that's spelled communicate correctly. verbally. I said it was. Take me a while to figure that one. Anyway, right, let's just get back to something that I need to do. I have stuff to do uh, well, here. I am feeling pressure in my big toe. That may be a sign of stress overcoming me. Or... Maybe you should have clipped your toenails or get a bigger pair of shoes. Oh, yeah. Maybe these shoes are a size too small. My mom bought them for me for my birthday. She knows my size, but they're like 50% off, I guess. You know how much my mom loves a bargain. I, I know she must live at the dollar store. How can you and your dad handle eating the crap she buys there? <laughs> 
chick's mom really loves the dollar store In her closet our t-shirt she once wore Like the Spuds Mackenzie and the one with the face of Al Gore You get bargains galore at the dollar store You get bargains galore at the dollar store And there's a good chance even if you bought everything in there It's impossible to leave feeling poor Either because you'd be rich in material possessions Or because you still had money in your pocket Or both Some of the stuff isn't that bad. Most of the crackers and chips are decent. It's, it's the peanuts that are stale because most of them were put yeah. on the shelves in the 80s. Well, that's nice to know. I'm a Big Lots guy myself, though. You should tell your mom to check that place out. Nah, she thinks things at Big Lots are way overpriced. Hey, Spud, it's happening again. I'm starting to feel immense stress and pressure. I'm going to have to use it again. I'm sorry. Supercalifragilisticex. No, hey, hey. Just, just calm down. Look, we now we need to go to our job of the week segment. And it's, it's a friend, okay? It's a friend. We know her. Hopefully she's on the line. It's time once again for the Spud Goodman Show's tribute to individual enterprise, the job of the week. This week, Spud and Chick talk to author and critic Jillian Gar. Spud? Yes? Jillian is on the line for you. All right, super. Um, okay, with us now is author, writer Jillian Gar. Is that correct? Are you there? That's it. Yeah, I'm here. All right, super. Now, you've written uh, many books, but let's toss out a couple first off. 100 Things Beatles Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die, um, and also Entertain Us, The Rise of Nirvana. I mean, you've you, you, you've written a lot of stuff, but in addition to that, um, you're a professional writer. You also write reviews for newspapers, music magazines that covers books, records, plays, live performances. So why I'm saying this is you wear many hats, and you're the perfect guest to describe uh, you know, what an author-writer does for the Job of the Week segment. Um, well, you look for work, and then you try and get paid. <laughs> so getting paid is important. Yes. Yeah, well, the the unfortunate thing about writing is that a lot of times if you're writing for a magazine, for example, um, you turn the story in, but they want it in advance, of course, and some magazines have a long lead time. It might not run for over a month, but you don't get paid until after it runs. So oh. you're always kind of waiting and playing catch-up. Oh, what happens um, when the rents do? What? What happens when the rents do? I oh mean, well, uh, <laughs> I guess that's what credit cards are for. Okay, I guess I guess <laughs> the magazines lucky enough, to, lucky enough to have one of those. I guess the magazines don't care about that stuff. Okay, um, well, a lot of people might think they can write a book. I mean, it sounds kind of easy. I wrote a diary. Yeah, I know you did. Um, but I mean, even Sarah Palin has pumped out a few. But I have a gut feeling it's way tougher to actually write it yourself instead of having a ghostwriter, you know, being paid under the table to type up witty things. It's a pretty tough gig, huh? Yeah, you know, it depends on the kind of thing that you're doing as well. I mean, the two books you mentioned, the 100 Things book was pretty easy because the publisher had the format for that. They have a series of books like that on sports teams, and the Beatles one is the first one that's on a popular culture subject. So they kind of had that laid out. They say, well, you have 100 items, and they're no longer than 700 words, Mm -hmm. and we have 20 little sidebars, and the word count has to be so much. So that's like a nice pattern or format that you can just fit into and that's easier but um with the nirvana book i didn't well i guess i did have a minimum word count but i knew i had no problem in going over that but there you kind of have to set up the map yourself like what is this book going to cover and how are you going to break it down into the chapters Mm -hmm. i think it's a little easier for doing um nonfiction type things because uh 
with a with fiction, you know, you have to think it all up yourself. Right. Now, for some people, that might be easier to think, oh, I could take the story wherever I want it to go. But, uh, you know, maybe it wouldn't work or it wouldn't be as good. Where, whereas um, if you're doing nonfiction, I mean, the story's already happened. You're just sort of reinterpreting it. So I think that makes it easier. Um, for the little ones who may be listening tonight, what advice would you give them as far as maybe considering uh, giving writing uh, a shot as a career? You know, a lot of late nights, maybe not being able to buy that Porsche Turbo Carrera the first couple <laughs> years in the biz, though, right? It, it takes a little while to get going. Uh, yeah, I mean, the little landscape's changed so much since I started. You know, I started out in magazines and things, and, right. and that that whole market's changing. Even with books, they're kind of that. That seems a, a bit up in the air. Not that they're going away or anything, but uh, it, it seems that it's easier to start small now. I mean, you can have a blog of one's own, and some some lucky people, you know, they do a blog and it gets picked up for a book deal or something, mm -hmm. like that uh, Julia Child's movie. You know, that was some woman's blog. Yep. That, um, Good movie too. Yeah, yeah. It got, made, made me hungry, didn't it? So, Jillian, what has been your most memorable moment as an author-writer to this point? Um, well, I'd, I'd have to say uh, meeting Yoko Ono in her apartment at the Dakota Ooh. was pretty memorable. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't forget that. You, uh, was that, uh, you got invited up to her apartment? Uh, yeah. I, um, Very cool. Well, she'd written the introduction to my first book, or right. forward, rather. Right. Preface. Preface. That's the word I'm searching for. Um, she's a rebel, the history woman in rock and roll. So one time when I was in New York, I managed to finagle uh, a meeting up there. <laughs> that um, that would probably be a memorable moment. Would you not agree, Mr. Uh, Hunter? Yeah, I, I, I would not forget that. All right, super. Well, <laughs> well, we want to thank you for allowing us to feel what it's like to walk in the shoes of an author-writer. I mean, even for just a few minutes. Your job sounds like way too much work, though, for me. What about you, Chick? I'm tired right now. I know, absolutely. You know... <laughs> Thank God that there are those out there more focused so uh, people like Jillian can uh, can serve society. What do you think? Well, where else are we going to read stuff? There you go. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jillian, <laughs> for joining us tonight. I've learned a lot. Um, well, thank you. And, uh, you know, if anytime you need anything, you give us a buzz, all right? All right. I will. All right. Super. There you have it. Mrs. Jillian Gar, author, writer, extraordinaire. I don't understand. All right, uh, it's music time again. Yes. Once again, here is Julia Massey and the Five Finger Discount.
this is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Spud, I think we have a call on the hotline. Uh, is Mr. Kevin Alliston on the line? <laughs> this is me. Super, super. Hey, uh, before we get going, let me give my listeners a quick bio, if I could, uh, if they're not already familiar with your career. I remember you from your work on The State, which was on MTV in the mid-90s. You've been in a variety of TV shows, one of which I really love, Flight of the Concourse, and a movie yeah. of which I've seen like 15 times, Reno 911 Miami. Okay, now I can officially start the interview. Chick, you, want to, you want to start? Great, anything? great, thanks. Say anything, Chick? <laughs> right now? Uh, no, I wait. Okay, good. I'm glad you're waiting. Know your role. All right, you're coming to the Seattle area on Saturday, February 1st at the Highline in the tour of your long-running show and podcast, Risk. Now, give my listeners the basics of this production. Well, if you've ever heard of the storytelling show The Moth, where people tell true stories, Mm -hmm. it's a similar idea, but those kind of storytelling shows are usually kind of catered toward the NPR sort of setup, and so it's very kind of, you know, censored or Mm -hmm. very Mm family-friendly. Risk is not that way. Risk is no holds barred. People talk about things they'd only talk to their therapist about, some of the stories are hilarious, others are shocking, some are tear jerking. So it's a real emotional roller coaster ride. And uh, some of them are quite X rated and titillating. So it's always something else. Hmm. Okay, you've had pretty much the who's who in comedy on your show while doing it in your home base in New York, like Margaret Cho, Janine Garofalo, Rachel Dratch, among others. But you, and you also have a Los Angeles component doing weekly shows too. So my question is this Do you find the material coming you know from maybe famous people more interesting than say just regular audience members because i would think that regular people might be a little less filtered how do you see it yeah actually i i I agree with you completely um there are a lot of famous people who are friends of mine actually who have said oh my gosh your show terrifies me. I'm just so afraid I'll get up there and say something (laughs) that will be in the papers the next day and ruin my life. Let's hope so. Um, But nevertheless, we have had many, many, many celebrities get on the stage and say stuff where you're thinking, I can't believe they're saying that. But it is true that I would say that that the the people who write in and pitch their stories to me, the ordinary fans of the Mm -hmm. show, Mm -hmm. are often the people who are willing to get a little bit more like opening up the heart and giving us the like heartbreaking, heart-wrenching stuff, which is often the most memorable stuff. Okay. All right. Super. Hey, uh, what's your take on the Kardashian women having a hard time keeping their men? You know, they've had some tough luck lately. What do you think? I don't know. I think Kim has a couple months before she before she loses Kanye, but the rest of them have kind of struck out on three pitches. I have no idea what kind of advice to give the Kardashian women. I haven't found myself in their kind of position very often in my life. Well, okay. I got gotcha. you. All right. Um, <laughs> hey, regarding your show, Risk, um, I think it'd be a good fit on the Game Show Network because remember the newlywed game got a little randy at times too. Have you hit up any of the suits at that network about picking it up? 
You know, it's funny because we have talked a little bit to folks like HBO and Showtime because there are a lot of stories, especially on the show, that get into the nitty-gritty of people's sex lives, especially like BDSM and kinky kind of stuff, like real exploration. And uh, some of those networks are kind of interested in, oh, this takes stuff very seriously at the same time that it's so edgy. Uh, Maybe some of these stories could be turned into TV material as well. So we are kind of looking into that. We've never done a game show aspect to it. Um, I know there's good friends of mine who have a show in New York where people tell true stories, but one of them's lying, and you have to guess which one is. So hmm. that's always fun. I thought you were coming out to do a board game night. No, I didn't know. No, was- I just thought... <laughs> I just thought that that lame-ass network could use a little punch, a little life, so I thought it might be a good addition, but yeah, okay, all right, gotcha. Um, So, um, I gotta ask you, what's been your most memorable moment uh, doing your show? Because, my God, you probably, you know, every single show you can pull something out. What, what, something jump out at you? Yeah, you know, there was... Like last Thanksgiving, we went down to Philadelphia and a young lady, gosh, she's in her late 20s now or early 30s. And she told this story about how when she was 20 years old, she took a bunch of opium and some mushrooms and had this psychic break and heard the voice of God telling her to kill her mother. And she loves her mother. So it was this real, like, torturous thing for her. But she did. She tried, I mean, she did not succeed. She tried to. She tried to uh, stab her mother to death with a, um, oh. a steak knife. Oh. And then, and she told this story in front of the Philadelphia audience, and people were just, their jaws were on the floor. People were like, oh, my gosh. Some people were like, should we leave the theater? But anyway, she ended the story by explaining that it was her mother who then helped her get better, who, like, took her to the hospital, rehabilitated her and everything, and, like, got her help, and so she's got her mother to thank for it all, for being a healthy, sane person today, and that was just an example of, like, how things can just go to extraordinary places. Well, on that up note, um, (laughs) maybe we could get... Maybe we're going to we're definitely going to have more fun stories than that when we hit Seattle. We're having Dan Savage, for example. Oh, super, super. Maybe yeah. we should send some opium to Sarah Palin's daughter. Maybe we, okay, all right. Okay, well, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Kevin Allison will be bringing his Risk show to the Highland in Seattle on Saturday, February 1st. Tickets are available at the door and also available at, uh, I believe, uh, the Brown Bag Paper uh, website. Um, ticket, uh, excuse me, doors are open at 9 and the show starts at 10. I like that. I look for the late arrivers. I like that a lot. All right. Do some schmoozle. Yeah. Okay. Well, Kevin, I want to thank you so much for uh, for taking the time to check in with us. And uh, hopefully we'll drop by Saturday night. So you take care of yourself. Great. Thank you guys so much. All right. Bye-bye. Candy coated popcorn, peanuts, and a prize. That's what you get in the Spud Goodman Show. Spud, she's back and holding on the line. On one said it's Amber, the stalker lady, and you should take it. It's, he says she doesn't sound that bipolar tonight. I think he kind of likes her. Well, then, of course, put her through. Wow. I mean, seriously, though, uh, what has happened to our standards as far as our calls go? Actually, the standards for everything on this show seems to be dropping like a water balloon tossed from the space needle. I, and I'd rather not have any take any chances whatsoever with her tonight okay but she, she told on when she has a free plane ticket to 
somewhere for you. Really? Is it like a warm place? And can I go by myself? Oh, you have to ask her. All right, put her on. Hey, honey, how's oh. it going tonight? Um, that's a good start. Okay, I guess. Why? So, well, I was wondering if you might want to go with me to the Bahamas in two weeks. I just firmed up the reservations. The Bahamas? Hmm. Well, okay, well, what's the catch, though? A am I getting punked here? <laughs> of course not, babe. I just thought getting away would give our relationship a chance to breathe, you know, away from the demands of your show. Yeah. You really well, deserve a romantic getaway. It, it could really help us take what we have to the next level. He calls that sleep. Well, well, you know, those next levels can be a little tricky. You know, be careful what you wish for, Amber. If you don't want to go, I'd love to go. I've never been to the Bahamas. I, I watch the Travel Channel all the time. It does look really romantic. Wait, 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 wait. Are you trying to block me here? That's not going to happen. No, no, no. I, I was just saying that if you were unable to get away, I'd, I'd be happy to fill in for you. <laughs> That's sweet, Chick. But the reservations are already made in both of our names. Oh. Five days and four nights at the Sandals Resorts. All you can eat with huh. two complimentary drinks two? each day. Two. Two. Hmm. Two. But Sandals, really? Uh, I don't know. Isn't that that resort where all the people from, like, Kansas and Iowa hang out? I was kind of thinking of a private island or something somewhat exclusive, you know? Well, I am due for a raise at my law firm soon. You do remember I am second in seniority with the stenographers. Yeah, I think I remember you saying So maybe in, say, six months oh, nice. we can upgrade to someplace you would like better. But this trip is already booked, sweetie. I, I just don't know if I could handle it. Hey. Can, can you bring your own food with you through customs? Because you know I'm a pretty picky eater. Oh, no worries, honey. I'm not going to let you starve. Okay. So if I do agree to go, you do know that this does not mean we're going steady or anything. I have told you over and over, I'm not the settling down type at this point in my life. When I get placed in a nursing home, I'll be much more open to dating someone exclusively. <laughs> I just love your sense of humor, Spud. Um, I'm not joking. Okay. Anyway, I don't. Now that I'm thinking about this, I'm just getting this feeling. I'm gonna have to go with my gut here. I just don't think I can make the trip. I think I I gotta do my taxes. I definitely gotta do my taxes. <laughs> you haven't filed your taxes in like three years. But that's what extensions are for. Oh. And this year, I think I'm gonna do it. I really am. I'm so sorry, Amber. You know, I gotta go now though. They're telling me we have to take a break. But Spud, the tickets. Oh, she's gone. Well, you probably made the right call, but I don't think this is the last time you hear from her. She seems like Freddy Krueger, so I'd keep that restraining order oh, current. I will. Trust me on that one. Okay, we're going to be back. I know. I guess we're just going to end this. Let's just end the show. All right, because I have stuff to do. Okay. Uh, and by the right. way, you seem to be doing fine right now. Yeah. I, I think your therapist might have put this well. idea into your head with this performance anxiety thing, but no offense. You, ha you got the least amount of stress of anybody I know what? I've ever come across. And that includes people who work at the DMV. Well, I just got a text from her, and I may have gotten her diagnosis a little wrong. I, I do have a stress-related condition, but not so much with performing my duties as a co-host. She apologized for not being specific in our last session. I was pretty sure the job of a co-host was physiologically impossible to cause any stress whatsoever. So I can close the show now, and we can drop this stupid safe word crap, uh, no, right? Uh, she still feels having a safe word is a good thing for me. I just won't need it here on the show. Well, listen, if you ever need someone to talk to, you know, if, if things from the job get too much, you can always come to me. Oh. I don't charge $75 an Thank hour you. like her. You know, and of course, that offer would only be for times when I don't have anything going on. I mean, it would be 
kind of a real time sucker to have you call in all hours of the day with your issues. Maybe we could just set some ground rules. You know, like maybe 15, 20 minutes a week if I sign on for this. Well, she charges $100 an hour. But she gives me a big discount because she likes the show. Well, not likes the show, but she said she finds it fascinating that someone with... Let's just say, social skills you have could function day to day. So she'd really like to do a research paper on you. No, I'm going to pass on that. I'm not into laying down on a couch and let some shrink tell me I'll need to see her for the next four years to become normal. I mean, what's normal? Anyway, so what do you need that safe? You don't need the safe word. Just drop it. Well, it's, it's sort of private. But I, what is it? it I, what, I mean, I guess what's it really The closest thing I said, it's a birds and the bees kind of thing. I guess she's too embarrassed to be blunt with me, but that I have problems in the bedroom. It was kind of strange because when I started talking about how I struggle with... Tick Hunter, do not fret. A lot of men have this little problem and you can bet it won't Won't just disappear. disappear. Even after trying to join the Mile High Club on a jet. But please don't waste a ton of cash at the Boston Medical Group just yet. Okay, I need to move on here. I'm, I'm not in the mood to discuss your difficulties in the bedroom. That gives me the creeps. Uh, yeah, anyway, all right? Okay, human sexuality is just a normal part of life, but yeah. I guess I just need to relax and not allow anxiety to overcome me in those special moments. Good to know. I'm Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and adios. If you're afraid to see a therapist alone about your inadequacies, do you want me to go with you? And maybe she can give you a safe word, too, to use in those tough times. Um, right now, let's... let's uh, Let's have Julia Massey in the five-finger discount uh, get us out of here, all right? All right? I apologize, guys, uh, for this stuff being discussed on the show tonight. Uh, anyway, my it's bad. Normal. Let's take it away. been listening to the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter, a program composed almost entirely of post-consumer waste ones and zeros. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen, and associate producer is Derek Schneider. Live music production and broadcast engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Musical commentaries by the folk singers in hell. Check out Spud's TV stuff on YouTube, his radio stuff on iTunes, NWCZ, or SpudGoodman.com, and follow Spud on all types of social media. Believe me, he's finally getting the hang of this stuff. Copyright 2014 Spud Goodman Productions. Join us again next week for another exercise in synergy through stakeholder teaming on the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. (laughs) 
Welcome to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. We will now perform an autopsy of tonight's episode. Here is your host, Ivy Quinn. Welcome to the Spud Goodman Show Post Show Report. I'm Ivy Quinn, your host, and tonight we will be bringing you the foremost post Spud Goodman Show coverage to be found. Probably also the only post-show coverage, but you can show us how much we suck compared to you by engaging on the Spud Goodman Show Facebook page. You should also add me, Ivy Quinn, as a friend so you can tag me in all of your diatribes. And let's not leave out our illustrious panel consisting of David, Derek, On One, and the sweet childlike chick hunter who are here for the assist. We're also pretty damn lucky to have in studio Julia Massey and the Five Finger Discount. Yay! I feel compelled to say it's nice to get some more lady action going on up in here. These are tough times. In case you hadn't heard, there is a Republican war on us right now. And I'm thinking it may be time to start a little counterinsurgency. You in? I'm in. All right. I'm going to go ahead and co-opt a little something-something from Marshawn Lynch and let you know we, too, are just going to be about that action, boss. Thus, my transition from lady politics to football is complete. Like Wilson, to Baldwin, my favorite receiver. Go, Hawks! I'm getting the take it down a thousand signals, so here we go. Spud wants us to start things off tonight musically on the PSR with the original homegrown Tacoma boy who made good. Real good. First up is Bing Crosby with South America. Then we have Green River with this town. Take it away. Up here in the land of the hot dog stand, the atom bomb and the good humor man. We think our South American neighbors are grand. We love them to beat the band. South America, Babalu, Babalu, IEA, Babalu. One favor you can do, I.E.A., you can do. You beautiful lands below, don't know what you began. To put it plainly, I'm tired of shaking to that Pan-American plan. Take back your samba, ay, your rumba, ay, your conga. Ay, ay, ay. I can't keep moving, I, my chassis, I, any longer. Ay, ay, ay. Now maybe Latin's I, in their middles, I, are built stronger. Ay, ay, ay. But all is taken to the quaking, and this bacon with the shaking leaves me aching. Ole! First you shake around a saddle, there, then you shake around a saddle, here, then you shake around a saddle. There. That's enough, that's enough, take it back, my spine's out of whack There's a strange click-clack in the back of my sacroiliac Take back your conga, ay, your samba, ay, your rumba, ay, ay, ay Why can't you send us, ay, a less strenuous number, ay, ay, ay I got more bumps now, I than on an I-cucumber, ay, ay, ay while all those Latin drums are clopping like a jumping jack, I'm hopping without stopping. Holy South America, take it away. First you shake around and settle there. Where? And then you shake around and settle here. Oh, there. And then you shake around and settle there. That's enough, that's enough. Take it back, my spine's out of whack. 
There's a strange click-clack in the back of my sack. Pro-iliac, oh, my aching back. Take back your conga. Ay, your samba. Ay, your rumba. Ay, ay, ay. Bring back the old days. Ay, your dancing. I remember. Ay, ay, ay. My hips are cracking. Ay, and shrieking. Ay, caramba. Ay, ay, ay. I got a wriggle and a diddle and a jiggle like a fiddle in my middle. Holy! This fancy swishing in position wears out all of my transmission ammunition. Holy! Oh, I like neighborly relations, all these crazy new gyrations try my patience. Holy! South America!
Goodman Post Show Report. Welcome back, everyone. Right now, we get one more chance to visit with tonight's musical guest, Julia Massey and the Five Finger Discount. Was tonight a good, different, or horrible experience for you three? Oh, I think it's been fantastic so far. That's good to hear. I don't know. You guys are kind of quiet. Yeah, Dom, what do you think? Dom, Dom Dom, doesn't have a mic right now. Yeah, Dom's going to have to sign it to us. I'm I'm having a blast. Okay. I'm back in Tacoma. This is awesome. Julia, do you find the club scene to be pretty much a dude's world? You know what? In Seattle, we're pretty lucky, I think. there's I know a lot of female musicians. Okay, so that's a good support system or welcoming environment for you? Very much so, very much so. And has it been a struggle, or has it been pretty smooth sailing in the Northwest for you guys? I've had nothing but, uh, well, I can't say nothing but, but overwhelmingly positive experiences since moving here. That's it's been mostly smooth sailing. Occasionally heckled by audience members? You know, that had, has happened once, and it was pretty awkward, but uh, I didn't have to punch anybody, so that was good. Any day you don't punch anyone's good. Yeah, totally. Um, so the sound of your band's really unique. Um, you're definitely my new favorite band. Oh, thanks. Um, when did you know you wanted to be a musician? When you were did you, when you were a kid? Were you older? I, I always liked singing and I always liked playing instruments. But um, I was at a job that I, I didn't really enjoy very much, and I decided, okay, I guess this isn't my path. What am I going to do next? And my sister actually encouraged me to write a list of all the things I enjoyed and to think about that for a while. And one of them was playing music. So that was about six or seven years ago. Wow. Yeah, that's for me, but I think I, Joff went to school for music, and Dom's always been a, a musician. So. Well, and I don't mean to be excluding the guys in the band, but um, Spud tends to have a lot of dudes, and so it's kind of extra nice to have a very strong, talented woman to talk to. Um, right back at you. First time we've had one here. Yeah, because I'm scared to death of Lori, but that's another story. Um, what's, what's everybody's goals for the band at this point? Oh, you know, I think it's really just to keep on going, just to keep on growing and keep on uh, being exposed to more people and other bands. That's one of the beauties of being a musician is you get to hear other amazing bands all the time by going out to shows. So I think just keeping on, keeping on. Yeah, I feel like I'm building my CD collection here. Um, What's the name of the last song you're going to play for us? This one is called The Story of the Earth So Far. And, And what's it about? It's pretty much about about that. It's about our uh, the way that our planet was formed according to science as we know it so far. Cool. Hey, we found a microphone for the drummer. That's uh, nice. I, I got Here's it. Dom. He's here. All right. <laughs> Let's hear the song. Love the ocean. 
Show Report. Once again, here's your host, Ivy Quinn. I can honestly say that was beautiful and the high point of this new year for me. I mean, it was amazing. That blew me away. Um, thank you guys so much for staying around, and uh, we really appreciated you being here. Thank you so much. So, Derek, do you have a, a highlight for us? I do. Our first highlight of the night comes from the Kevin Nealon interview that Spud did tonight. Okay, cool. So, Kevin, cool. what has been your most memorable moment to this point in showbiz? That is my contractually obligated question. I must ask this. Well, that's an easy question. Easy question. That's um, the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I was, you know, as a stand-up, that was like validated you, and that kind of made you, uh, you know, it's like passing your bar exam as a lawyer. And that was such a thrill for me. Nothing has ever really kind of come close to that again. Not even SNL. Do you did you get you obviously have that on tape? Do you like look at it regularly? That's what I would do. I'd like crank it up first thing in the morning when I got out of bed. You get a green screen. No. Green screen, you can do it again. Yeah, that's true. All right, now cool. I gotta ask you. Now I have a bet with like Ivy Quinn, who's one of our cohorts, that I bet that you still have the, and you took the Tarzan loincloth from Saturday Night Live. You have that, don't you? No, I don't. Oh, told I you. Okay. Um my demographic puts me at, I was too little to watch The Tonight Show when it was on then, and I'm too old now to stay up, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you, Tonight Show, Kevin Nealon. Yeah, I, uh, I picked that. I'm in the same category as you. Uh, when Johnny Carson was hosting that, I was far too young to really grasp that, but I understand how, Hi, how big of a chick. deal that was. You're looking handsome and um, paternal, and do you want to talk about it? It's just new headphones. That's all it is. <laughs> but but did you did you see Neilan on the Tonight Show in those days? No, it was too late. I couldn't stay up. Okay, so um, Chick is also going to demure on that. <laughs> it, I, I think we're going to go ahead. I and only watched it twice, and every time I wa- first time I watched it, it was Jay Leno was guest hosting. Then like a couple years later, I turned it on again, and he's guest hosting again. So I've never seen Johnny Carson. I, I think in the 1980s, um, you sort of had to slap yourself to stay awake during Saturday Night Live so you could see SCTV. <laughs> yes. I, I liked the uh, John Candy House of Pancakes, 3D House of Pancakes. And, and the second band set always put you down. No offense to our guests. <laughs> okay. So let's go ahead and toss to some music here. Um, we've got the Beaumonts with I Like Drinking. Hey, me too. And then we have a band that played on Spud's show a few months back, Half Rushmore with 533. Well, I like dancing around in my cowboy clothes. I like getting high. I like snorting cocaine straight up my nose. I like getting high. I like drinking till I'm black out drunk. I like getting high. I like shopping for drugs in my pickup truck. I like getting high.
dancing, I like getting high. I like drinking, I like dancing, I like getting high. I like drinking, I like dancing, I like getting high. I like drinking, I like dancing, I like getting high.
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. So just so you know, uh, if you enjoyed Julia Massey and the Five Finger Discount, they will be playing Thursday, February 27th at the Tractor in Ballard. So go check them out Thursday, February 27th at the Tractor in Ballard. Okay, up next is our Clip of the Week segment. Um, yeah, Derek? our uh, Throwback Thursday Clip of the Week is, uh, this one is in regards to that uh, war on your gender that you were referring to. Uh, this is Mike Huckabee's speech to women everywhere regarding their libido. For this week's Clip of the Week, we bring you Fox News host and former GOP presidential candidate Mike Huckabee as he preaches to women everywhere that they should turn their back on Big Brother and get their libidos in check. Our party stands for the recognition of the equality of women and the capacity of women. That's not a war on them, it's a war for them. And if the Democrats want to insult the women of America by making them believe that they are helpless without Uncle Sugar coming in and providing for them a prescription each month for birth control because they cannot control their libido or their reproductive system without the help of the government, then so be it. Let us take that discussion all across America because women are far more than the Democrats have played them to be. And women across America need to stand up and say, enough of that nonsense. And I think it's time we leave that discussion. First, I'd like to apologize to the descriptive, patronizing, ham-handed douchebag because by describing Huckabee as such, it's really unfair to other patronizing, ham-handed douchebags as he's much more of a Santorum. If you don't know what that means, please Google it at your leisure. I don't care what he thinks. I just don't appreciate his ridiculous, childish attempts at psychological manipulation. It's pathetic. And guys get boner pills paid for by insurance? I would much rather subsidize a pill that would fix his deflated intellect and his flaccid personality. Boys? Uh, I personally think his name sounds like a bird call. Huckabee, Huckabee, Bee, Huckabee, Huckabee. I could see that. Uh, I'm going to take a pass on this one. That, that's always good sometimes. Well, it's just a typical Republican response, isn't it? It it shouldn't be. It makes my skin, brain, face, be. and soul hurt. <laughs> me too. All right, I I on one. Can you make me feel better? Uh, I I I think no, no, I don't. I no, I have nothing to say about that. That's too sensitive a subject. Be kind to vaginas. Let's 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 play a song now from a band that was on our show a few weeks ago that's made the really sad decision to take what we're hoping is just a small break, a hiatus. We'll keep our fingers crossed on that. So up first is the hard count with whiskey and wine. And then we have Baby B with another and another.
The Spud Goodman Post Show Report with Ivy Quinn will return in just a moment. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Well, on what? What? On one? What? Oh, wow. That, I have the same. We have a call holding. I thought we weren't taking calls on the Post Show Report. I uh, guess rules are made to be broken. Accordion Joe insisted that I put them on. Oh. Um, okay, put them on then. Is this Accordion Joe? Yeah, but w- w- who is it on? Who the hell is? Why won't Spud let me on his show anymore? I know he's in the studio hiding from me right now. And there is a new show. And why haven't I been invited to be on your panel? I am the orchestra for the show, for Christ's sake. Well, you sort of are, Joe. I mean, you are on tape, though. Well, what can I do for you tonight, Joe? Well, who are you anyway? I've never heard of you before this new show popped up a couple of weeks ago. Are you, um, like, Spud's girlfriend or what? No, I'm not. I try not to dip my ink in the company pen, if you get my gist. So, um, I understand you call into Spud's show because you like to play your instrument. Is that what you want to do right now? Well, uh, yes, I would, and thank you for asking. Um, may I call you Ivy or Miss Quinn? Ivy's fine. What song would you like to play? Well... What would you like to hear? Uh, I aim to play. Uh, Joe, if that was the case, you would have burned that accordion years ago when Spud asked you to. Surprise us, Joe. Well, you've got it, Ivy. And, oh, by the way, whether you're Spud's girlfriend or not, I am dedicating this song to you, Ivy. Neil Sadaka's number one million seller. Oh, you're going to like this. I think he's playing Calendar Girl. Ivy, if you'd let me handle this for you. On one, the hook, please. Oh, don't cut off calendar, girl. No, it's okay. Oh, okay, well, let's go to some more music. How about Asher Roth with Wrestling is Fake and then the F-King Eagles with Midnight Sour. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how you? Name Ash Roth, it a deja vu. Yeah, I spit raw, so the kind of taboo. With some tuna tartar with a bit of ponzu. Truth, what you gon' do? If you don't know, I'm the illest in the room. In the cut zone, maybe trippin' on shrooms. Do the tippy toe flow, call it killer tofu. Beats, oh, with the heat. And the skis 
clothes like I'm Peekle Blue Street Please ever be no sweat the technique Being like a Mark Kelly on the belly of the beast Beast, freak, you can't scare me But you gotta stand like a weird hair piece Tortoise in the hair, written all about speed I'ma give a fair share while I take it easy Least, Sting was my dad That'll be sweet with a need no rap I can cheat, keep bro, we smoke cash I'll be all about peace with a neat mustache Cash, that's what I need Other than that, all set low-key Go ahead, laugh, it's a bag You'll see other rappers be bad while they last in the week Ash a disease to be passed when you breathe If you ask in the past, to be passing to sleep After you cheat, reality to the heat You can't blame me, my town is South Beach Fate, piece of cake Well, excuse me while I clean my plate Let me do me, I don't need no hate I just wanna go down uptown on K I'm a day straight, love my city, PA my state Hey, I'm Philly when I wanna get away I'll be on the first plane, I'll be headed to the bay Wait, rock, paper, shoot D'Angelo knows voodoo, so move Left mojo in my favorite suit Get boost from Gump when I listen to the brood Rhythm of the Saints, wish I had a sponsorship from Haynes Hit up MJ, tell him yo dog thanks See this no tag business, this shit don't change Fame is a hell of a drug In a hotel, in a bed with a bug Couldn't tell French Bulldog or Pug But I'd rather go to the bar instead of the club Nope, I'ma stay home Watch Game of Thrones on the HBO It's a dope show for those that don't know With swords and drogos and girls with no clothes Whoa, sounds like a hit I've been loving since I was a little kid It's like a genesis and the stuff I love again So I never love another better bug up them lips Chips, dunk the rules Man, I love to play Crash Bandicoot Try to fake six, stay home from school But the only thing on was soaps and news Screw it, hang with the babes First French kiss that came in sixth grade First girlfriend, her name was Moon Page At the same time when I found wrestling was fake Hey
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. So, Derek, you're in your awesome bright green Seahawks jersey. Yes. What's your next clip for us? Our next clip comes from the Kevin Allison interview. Let's go ahead and roll that. Okay, you've had pretty much the who's who in comedy on your show while doing it in your home base in New York, like Margaret Cho, Janine Garofalo, Rachel Dratch, among others. But you, and you also have a Los Angeles component doing weekly shows too. So my question is this. Do you find the material coming you know, from maybe famous people more interesting than, say, just regular audience members? Because I would think that regular people might be a little less filtered. How do you see it? Actually, I, I, I agree with you completely. Um, there are a lot of famous people who are friends of mine, actually, who have said, oh, my gosh, your show terrifies me. I'm just so afraid I'll get up there and say something <laughs> that will be in the papers the next day and ruin my life. Let's hope so. Um, but nevertheless, we have had many, many, many celebrities get on the stage and say stuff where you're thinking, I can't believe they're saying that. But it is true that I would say that, that the, the people who write in and pitch their stories to me, the ordinary fans of the mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. are often the people who are willing to get a little bit more like opening up the heart and giving us the like heartbreaking, heart-wrenching stuff, which is often the most memorable stuff okay all right super so chick you're the famousest people i know i have what you're you're the most famous person i know do you have any true celebrity story that's gonna wow us right now no uh not right now i have to think about that i mean i've just been enjoying everybody we have on the show and all the recent ones are cool uh let me think on that Hmm, hmm. anybody derek something touching I once uh, tried to buy Angelina Jolie a drink at a bar in Hollywood. Oh, 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 oh. And I just remembered. I I was parked in a parking lot one time, and James Caan walked by, and I looked at him. I, I once met Booth Gardner at the Morton Loggers Jubilee. Was that like the highlight of your life, too? No, you just asked if we met somebody famous. What, well, was he judging the log rolling contest? I think he was in the parade. Did you do any log rolling? No. Although he probably did in the political sense of the term. Would you consider log rolling? You know, log rolling is uh, the sport for a man in his 20s. On one does log rolling. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I do a little bit different type of rolling than that. Sorry. No. And and you're always rolling with your homies. Always rolling with the squad. So now we're going to hear... About that business, boss. We're going to hear a couple songs. Tanetta with My Bro and Twink the Wonder Kid with Von Wheelie, Queen of the, the Boss who Beat. In comedy on your show while doing it in your home base in New York. Right, that's like, one. My fault, everybody.
This is the Sped Goodman Post Show Report. So I'd like to say thank you to the panel, as always, and the super terrific Julia Massey and the Five Finger Discount. Don't forget, you can catch them Thursday, February 27th at Where? the Tractor in Ballard. And that was February 27th? At the Tractor in Ballard. I thought that's what you said. And uh, I'm just going to wrap up tonight with a quick PSA for all our heterosexual male buddies out there. Hi, I'm non-celebrity body part spokesperson, Ivy Quinn. You might remember me from other body part PSAs such as poop shoots and ladders, understanding your colonoscopy, and hear no evil, see no evil, spleen no evil. Tonight, I'm here to talk to you about vaginas. <laughs> no, silly, I know you don't have one, but if you like visiting your local American freedom-loving vagina, you're not going to want to support political candidates trying to legislate against them. So let your local and national representation know that you don't appreciate them using their legislative powers to cock block you. Remember, a vote for vagina is a vote for vagina. Thanks so much. And here we go. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Love our Hawks. Super Bowl. And Mother Love Bone with Lady Godiva Blues. Go Hawks.
Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Audio engineer, On One, at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio highlights, Derek Schneider. Our interns are Joseph Haley, Digital Operations, and Nevin Smith, In-Studio Production. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Be sure to tune in next week at this time for another adventure in broadcast forensics on the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. You kind of shy. Nah. You just don't want to talk, really, 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 really. I'm just about that action, boss. I'm just about that action. I'm just about that action, boss. You ready to go get it? You, you, you just, I'm just about that action, boss. I'm just about that action. I'm just about that action, boss. Beast mode. Beast mode. I'm just about that action, boss. I'm just about that action. I'm just about that action, boss. You ready to go get it? You, you, you just, I'm just about that action, boss. I'm just about that action. Just about that action, boss. Beast mode, beast mode. Lay back, kick back, mind my business. Lay back, kick back, mind my business. Lay back, kick back, mind my business. Was raised like that. Was raised like that. Beat about that action, boss. Beat about that action. Beat about that action, boss. Beat about that action, boss. Beat about that action. Town business gonna be in the building, in the building, in the building. I'm just about that action, boss. I'm just about that action. I'm just about that action, boss. You ready to go get it? You just just about that action, boss. I'm just about that action. I'm just about that action, boss. Beast mode, beast mode. I'm just about that action, boss. I'm just about that action. I'm just about that action, boss. You ready to go get it? You just just about that action, boss. I'm just about that action. Just about that action, boss. You ready to go get it? You, you, you just like to do it. That's what it is. I ain't never seen no talking with me nothing.